Welcome to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, associate producer and Starista's creative copy manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges of the market, but also have a little fun along the way. In this episode, VP of B2B Products, Vincent Petrofessa, and CEO AJ Gupta chat with Jason Wertheimer, VP of Media Technology at Horizon Media. Jason tells the guys how he's been handling the explosive growth of his team, why maintaining morale is worth the effort, and how his time at Netflix changed his perspective on media. He and Vincent also swap stories about where they drank while attending SUNY Oswego. Give it a listen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Vincent Petrofessa here with another episode of The Marketing Stir, brought to you by Starista. We've got a great one today. My co-pilot on all of these episodes is my CEO, my fearless leader, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ? Hey, Vincent. I'm glad I was able to join today. We had a uh, thunderstorm that had knocked out my internet for a couple of days. So I am glad that my internet is restored. The worst thing that can happen in a pandemic is when your internet gets lost, you don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. That happened a, a few other times to people in Texas, uh, our co-workers there in San Antonio. Is that common? You just constant thunder and lightning storms or is this just it is random? It's pretty random. One day we'll have 100 degree weather. One day it'll be thunderstorm and it could be all in the same day as well. 100 degree weather. Ugh. I just cringed, you know, on top of all, on top of everything that's going on, you still have that weather there in San Antonio, but no, it's, it's a great, it could be worse. You could be in New York city like me right now, where it's, it's not many people here and everyone's masking it up, of course, and everything is closed. New York city being shut down is very tough. Obviously it's tough all over, but people live in this city and pay these ridiculous rents to take advantage of all of these restaurants and Broadway shows and comedy shows. So it's ah, beating a dead horse, I know, but it's just uh, it's frustrating for sure. AJ, I'm excited today. We've got a great guest. I'm excited for this guest for a variety of different reasons. One, I love the work he's doing at Horizon Media. Two, we have something in common. He and I we're both communications majors at the State University of New York at Oswego, SUNY Oswego. For those of you who don't know what that is, a great university, at least in my eyes, in upstate New York, in the city of Oswego. And I met him from LinkedIn. We just kind of crossed paths. I'll get to that in a moment. But let's give a warm welcome, a marketing stir welcome to the vice president of media technology at Horizon Media, Mr. Jason Wertheimer. What's going on, Jason? Hey, Vince. So happy to be here on the stir. The stir. I love it. The marketing stir. I have short, the stir. <laughs> Isn't that great? We were stirring things oh, up. It, exactly. Marketing stir. Uh, it's starista. Yeah, we put a lot of thought into these things. Jason. <laughs> I learned a lot at my time at Us We Go. So before we get into it, I... I want to talk about how we met. You and I didn't know each other before the podcast, but 
about a few months ago, mm -hmm. I was on LinkedIn. And obviously, I've heard of Horizon Media. And I had one of those things where it's like, hey, people you may know. And your name came up. And I saw the same major. And I saw SUNY Oswego. And then I said, I have to reach out to this guy. You went to college. Do you mind me saying the years? Oh, goodness. Just go for it. Rip that Band-Aid <laughs> off. I'll, exactly. 95 through 99. And I went 96 through, through 2000. I was like, oh, how do I not know this guy? We, we didn't know each other. I'm sure we were drinking next to each other. Exactly. I don't know how that's possible. We didn't know each other, but maybe it's better off because we could have been a, quite a duo. Yeah, exactly. Girl. Right. We would have been, uh, we would have probably been drinking right next to each other at the shed. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But I said, I have to reach out to this guy. And we, we did same industry and we hit it off right away. And we uh, had an awesome lunch and the significance of that lunch is because that was around March 6th, right? That was mm -hmm. March. And I just got back. AJ and I were at the Ramp Up Conference from Live Ramp in San Francisco. I got back and I had a few meetings. I love face-to-face -face meetings. I love meeting people and having lunch. Again, all the great restaurants in, in New York City. It's a great way to meet people. And we got it right under the radar there. I think that following week, everything was kind of shut down and no one uh, was going out. So we made it. We did it. And I think the the rest is uh, history. <laughs> and here you are in the marketing stir. Yes. Great to be here. <laughs> yeah. No, ha happy to have you. Jason, tell us a little bit about Horizon Media and then as well as your role specifically, if you could. I'd love to have the listeners learn about that. Happy to do that, uh, Vince um, and AJ. So, I mean, I'm very proud to say I work at Horizon Media. Um, you know, it's widely known now. It's a, one of the, the largest privately held media agency in the U.S., headquartered in New York. We also have offices in Los Angeles and Toronto. You know, some basic facts, you know, not to go crazy into it, but estimated billings over 9 billion, over 2,000 employees. Um, an amazing, amazing CEO, founder, Bill Konigsberg, um, who creates just an amazing culture. Um, at Horizon, not just to breeze over just many accolades, Media Agency of the Year at the Media Post, always the best places to work, known for diversity, for women, millennials. Um, the the awards are, are numerous, um, and awards are nice, but it's truly just an amazing place to work. Um, and I'm proud to say that I would say I go there every day, but I've been working from home for now week 10. but um, I'll go into more of that later about the work from home and just a great culture that was already there um, with Horizon. Um, but in terms of my role, um, I'm on a relatively new team, and you mentioned it at events, MTD, because everything has to have an acronym, right? Uh, Media Technology and Data. Um, I started about three years ago at Horizon, and from the first days, we're kind of just doing kind of a, I don't know, I don't want to say audit, but of kind of what the technology stack was. Um, On-prem data warehouse, um, which was fine. And this is this is more a testament to Horizon. It was fine for a company its size um, and buildings, let's say about, let's say, 68 years ago. And that was three years ago. So the, the, the company just exploded, basically. 
So fortunately, Horizon had grown so much. And what we realized fast is that it evolved and it needed to evolve. It wasn't evolving quite yet from that kind of technology um, that we had to really support such a robust client base. And at that time, so the team, there was no team. We, we created this team. Um, the same day, my chief, the chief data officer and, and my boss, Laura McElhaney, we were basically employees um, one and two of this media tech and data team and now has about 20 people. So from two to 20 in about three years, not bad. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you have to pinch yourself because you're just, you're just every day doing, 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 building, 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 growing, growing, growing. You have to kind of look in the rear view mirror sometimes um, that this actually happened. And we have no plans to stop at 20. I mean, it, we, we, it's just, it's gotten just big. Um, and this team spans disciplines such as um, a business consultancy team, QA analysts, data engineers, developers, BI specialists, and DevOps. Um, as far as myself, I lead a team of about a half a dozen business consultants um, and also a small team of QA analysts. So at Horizon Media, Jason, tell me about what types of media are you doing programmatic? Are you doing uh, connected TV and email marketing? Talk to me a little bit about uh, the specifics. So in Horizon, we're full service media. So we do, we do everything, basically. Our team, the media tech and data team kind of sits in the middle. If you think of a, a wheel, a spoke of that wheel, we're looking, I'm looking diagonally and down and up and around to every, basically touch every department. Um, you can imagine. So basically what we do is we, we have, um, you know, we, we are the, the owners, if you will, of our, our data warehouse. All, any data going in and out of the, the agency goes through us. Um, and that we branded that called Spire. Um, it just, you know, sounds great, right? Spire. Sure. So that's where everything is flowing through. So we touch like I mentioned previously, um, a lot of different departments. You know, you can imagine analytics, activation, um, our research kind of teams are broken out to what we call our where and why teams. Um, any, any team that needs data, basically clean data um, to, do, to do their job, we're, we're, we're a hub. So every, everything, Vince, everything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So talk to me after, after us, we go, mm. you know, graduation, you know, what was the first job? What was kind of the path to get you to uh, horizon? Exactly. Thank you. For so quite a, quite a ride. Um, <laughs> and I got into this, this crazy business that, that I love. I mean, so at, at us, we go, I mean, known for its, is actually a broadcasting program. Um, and I was pretty at the time there in my time, they're pretty laser focused on that at least for a while. Um, and it's, and I, you know, I'm so proud to say I have friends that have stayed in that business, both on the air and behind the scenes. Um, but after graduating, I think I had this one of many self-realizations <laughs> um, that doing that type of on-air work, whether it be radio or TV, was more of a, an interest for me, maybe a hobby than a realistic career choice. So going back now, and this is frightening, but 20 years, the year 2000, uh, I can't believe that's 20 years ago. 
but not unlike many 23-year-olds at the time, was kind of lost. Then a good friend suggested I go work for, big air quotes here, ready, an ad agency. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. At the time, thinking, okay, I I had a business administration minor, so there could be some interest in getting involved in that world, not really sure. Um, I had a faint idea of what an ad agency was, um, but I wasn't really the creative type. <laughs> so fortunately, around that time, um, the the media sort of departments or arms of larger creative and account management, you know, big like Mad Men-esque agencies were starting to unpack um, their media investment departments into actual, let's call them companies, you know, still part of a larger sort of holding company, but into their own branch. Um, And I had been in touch with a couple of Oswego graduates. Um, They were a year older than me. And they had started working at a company called MediaVest. MediaVest has gone through a lot of iterations, but now is now known as Spark Foundry. Um, So follow that, some networking. I got a, um, big quotes here, a job (laughs) at MediaVest as an assistant media planner. What is that? I have no idea. But <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, I think they're now called strategists. That sounds much better. But in any case, it was a job. And I was getting a steady paycheck. Was I great at it? Nope. <laughs> was I even okay at it? <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> um, but that was my start. And that was my start. And then about five years later of kind of meandering through these type of roles, I was working at Nielsen, actually, Nielsen IMS. Uh, they're still in existence, their media planning software. And I was doing kind of like training on reach and frequency programs and, and things like that, cross tab. Um, but they needed to fill a body in a new group they had at Nielsen IMS. And it was called Media Data Management. How dry is that a name? But <laughs> I said, sure, why not? And I guess the rest is history. Um, you know, after IMS, another stop at MediaVest. I was a boomerang. I worked at MediaVest for a total of about six years in two different stints. Um, a little deviation to a smaller marketing firm called Marketing Evolution. And then really been back in the agency world since with MEC, which is now Wavemaker. Everyone has to change their name, I guess. Um, Dentsu under with Amplify, and now three years at this amazing company called Horizon. Awesome, love it. Well, thank you, Jason, for the uh, background. You're actually the first guest that I did not know beforehand, so this is uh, all brand new information for me. And I actually went to college not too far from you guys at oh. uh, Saint Lawrence University. So the Excellent. three of us from the frigid. Yeah. Uh, Exactly, exactly. We didn't even know at the time the Fridge North. It was just our lives, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I had unfortunately moved there from California, uh, so it was quite a shock for me because I saw the university during spring, which was a whole different experience. <laughs> hmm <laughs> So, Jason... Uh, you know, looking at your background, I saw one of the companies and accounts that you had worked on was Netflix. Uh, what's kind of, uh, what can you tell us about uh, what you did with Netflix? And uh, the other question I like to ask our guests is, uh, 
Have you watched Tiger King? <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, we'll, we'll, right? we'll go in backwards order, AJ. Of course I watched Tiger King. <laughs> and I, I am not the same person from it. A little piece of me is gone. I don't know where it went, but that was, was outrageous. <laughs> um, oh, crazy. Carol Baskin, she's nuts. Oh, my God. That shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> In a great way. <laughs> the perfect quarantine yes. um, miniseries, right? <laughs> AJ, Netflix. Wow. That was a wave maker. Um, and that was a great, great experience um, when I was working in the data integration team. And from a business perspective, that's just when they started releasing full series um, all together. They kind of started that model. I believe um, House of Cards was the f- and um, Orange is the New Black. And they wanted to know, is that a good idea? <laughs> What's the viewership going to be? So we did a, we we prepped a ton of data from them for for modeling, and that was what we, we were doing. Not even knowing at the time, kind of setting them up that it's kind of a pretty good idea to do that for Netflix <laughs> to kind of release everything at once, watching viewership, um, their weight, you know, in the industry and and their own promotion of those shows. And it, it was it, it was very successful. I mean, the, the model itself and it showed them this is something you might want to continue to do. So that was around like 2014, um, you know, when they were just getting getting really getting out there in terms of their production and the and the investment that they made um, in, in, in their in their programming. Yeah, I, I figured it would be with the time frames you were, you were working with them. And, you know, following up on that, more in the recent past, uh, we've seen quite a bit of excitement around your partnership with uh, TransUnion and being a uh, data guy myself, would love to learn more about the identity uh, that you have built with TransUnion. Yeah, absolutely, AJ. I mean, you know, I think from a deterministic perspective, knowing cookies are going away, and and not having the huge, huge, like, you know, war chest that some of the larger holding companies had in terms of purchasing, like, you know, having the Dentsus with the uh, Merkles and the Axioms and, and Publicis making these huge, just like, you know, acquisitions of these of these DMPs. We kind of we went with the kind of let's rent versus buy mentality. Um, and fortunately we got hooked up with a partner, you know, in TransUnion that has such a great legacy and history, um, in their, you know, kind of financial sort of, um, realm, but really am capturing, you know, real data from real people. Um, and we were able to just, just to hook a deal with them. And we are really now not looking back. so, you know, the the product under our um, umbrella called Spire is called Blue, B-L-U with a dot. And that is our deterministic um, identity platform. So, you know, we're working with clients. They're just, you want to know about real people and their real activity, what they're really doing, and then tie that back 
into whatever they, they want to do, whatever KPI they're looking for, and kind of continue that loop. That's the most important thing, because I think attribution started sort of that concept even seven or eight years ago about closing that loop, but it didn't really fully close that loop. And what we're doing now is actually doing that. Um, you know, nothing's ever perfect, but the insights we're gaining is, is really is really great. Great. Yeah, I think. Uh, so how do you guys you know, com- keep competitive with some of the big players? And it seems like in the agency world in particular, most of the companies are owned by a handful of uh, very large conglomerates. And so what do you guys do that keeps you guys so prominent in this media world? That's a good question, AJ. I mean, we just keep our, ourselves out there. We don't let the big the big guys, you know, bully us, really. And we just come up with just great stories, uh, I think, in, in, the, in the new business realm. Just really, really put it back to the consumer, um, and and just the dedication that we have to to kind of just keep expanding, and 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 with Bill just understanding what is needed, he listens, you know, and it's it's his company, you know, it's his investments, um, and it's easy just to say no, no, we'll wait, no, we'll wait, but you know, we know what we had to do. Um, with this. And it's been such this blue proposition, in addition to all of our other, you know, services, cohesively, has really been just a winner um, for us. And we really not like are happy to be at the table now with the other agencies, we demand and we need to be, we need to be heard. And we are, we have been um, with those, with in that competition with them. Right. And in this kind of post corona world, and I, and I know uh, it's a little different here in Texas. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, we, we are, there is no coronavirus anymore. So we're going ahead with our lives. Uh, but kind of looking forward a couple of months down the line where most of the country hopefully reopens. Are there certain industries or verticals where you see your company finding success more than others with the changed dynamics that we live in? Yeah. And that's a good question. I think we want to really focus on the opportunity, you know, obviously some um, categories have been hit hard, you know, QSR, um, travel, entertainment, which we have clients and all of that, Um, you know, but what what we're doing is really taking a proactive approach um, and trying to help our clients. Um, you know, the opportunity, again, the opportunity, it's like a hunger that we're just trying to instill. We're going to, we're there, we're going to get through this. Um, we, we have now even another new department that's really focused on e-commerce. Um, that's called night market. And, you know, we know the economy is kind of struggling as a whole. Um, another really hit hard sort of branch has been live sports and we have a marketing division called scout um and we know not just traditional tv revenue is being affected but in stadium investments as well all these live events that you know are just not happening um so we have to get get creative you know um as we've been hearing now we're, we're hoping for some salvaged professional seasons baseball maybe nba um but the reality is we're just looking ahead. Keep looking ahead. Yes, 
focusing on today, but also really looking ahead for everything to really come back strong in 2021. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Well, yeah, I no, kind of to play off of that, Jason, we, you know, we touched upon it in the beginning there. That's how, you know, b- business has been changing. Obviously, our individual lives have have changed. How are you dealing with working from home? How are you keeping up your morale? How is Horizon Media keeping up the morale of its employees and, and teammates? Talk to me a little bit about that. Exactly. I wanted to touch on about, upon that, Vince. Thanks, thanks for asking. I mean, we're very lucky. I, I mentioned right at the beginning, we already had pre-COVID, you know, a great culture and that supported kind of a working, a flexible working from home structure. Staggered hours, you know, in general, a great foundation already there. So when we went to 100% work from home, sure. I mean, there were adjustments, of course. If the whole organization now is doing it, but overall, have this technology, we have Zoom and we have Teams. Um, it's been as seamless as it possibly could have been. Um, you know, keeping morale up is not rocket science, but it takes effort. I have a team of about, you know, 10 people and just communicate early, communicate often. Uh, make it more about just the work, just a check-in. How's everybody doing? You know, have a, have a, have a lunch, you have a happy hour, have a, have a creative drink contest. That really happened. <laughs> so, um, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm looking forward to the next one because I didn't do a good job in the first one. Anyway, check in on their well-being. You know, some people are on the team aren't living with their families. Some are alone in New York City in an apartment that's small, you know, um, mm-hmm. be getting lonely. So that's part of, I think, the now hearing AJ and things opening up in, in Texas is just good. It's promising because I know some of my team needs to get out. <laughs> they need to get out. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what we're kind of dealing with, but we're doing the best we possibly can, um, under the circumstances. Yeah, no. And, and I like that the, the drinking games coming up with some happy hours, you know, what this is also done. I mean, it's brought, we've had happy hours here at at Mm -hmm. Sarista. Some of my friends that I, speaking of like our school, some of my friends that I haven't seen in years, this has prompted us to kind of put together these virtual yep. happy hours. And we've done that. Uh, my my friends from home, we, we've done this like Jeopardy type game where it's all these categories cool. and they have, you know, it's like. It's like Porchester Legends for five seconds. Porchester's the town I grew up in. And if you get the question right, you get to give out five seconds of drinking. And if you get it wrong, you have to drink. There was even a category that my friends put together called uh, Vin Sucks, meaning me. (laughs) All these facts. I was like, thank you. I'm the only one who was singled out out of like the 15 friends. But, you know, it's things like that where it's kind of, you know, putting everyone together, bringing people together in a different way. I want to switch gears and talk about one of the things that we've been seeing is our approach to marketing our company and reaching out to companies in these times in order to build new business. What has been your approach at Horizon Media as far as the way you've been communicating with people? Uh, that your marketing messaging 
And also I want to get into some marketing messaging. Like, is there some messaging that, or LinkedIn messages that you receive that you just hate? <laughs> some that you like? Kind of a, you know, a, 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 a three-pronged yeah. approach question there. I could start, I guess, with the, the, the latter about, I mean, LinkedIn, I think it's a great, amazing platform. We, this is why we're talking right now, Vince, right? Um, there's also yeah. a lot of noise on it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, because Horizon is in, is in has our collective hands in so many different things, it, it every kind of cold call I get, I'm not, it, you know, is to some degree relevant, right? I mean, you can imagine just on a tech stack and how many companies have been that the fact that AWS exists, how many companies exist beyond Amazon um, from everything from monitoring and, and, and optimization and like just data in general. So, you know, it, the volume is, I get a lot, I get a lot of, you know, um, let's have a meeting. Um one of the kind of pet peeves when they say is, you know, when they say following up from our initial conversation when there was never one, that was, that's an interesting one, you know, <laughs> like I, do, I, I am getting a little bit older and I get a good vibe, but I do remember if I actually spoke to somebody, um, they would call it, they would call it polite persistence, right? But you can appreciate that. And I understand. Um, and if there's a real like need and and we'll 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 talk, you know. Um, so in terms of a message, I mean, I think it goes back to especially these during these times. It's it's kind of the whole theme of we're doing we're going on this this journey with you for clients, um, and then out in the you know the larger industry, you know the, the the new business pipeline slowed down a bit just because of this whole thing. Companies are just saying like, what we just have to get through this, right? So I think it goes back to a message around to some degree, 2020, hate to say it is kind of like done. You know, I mean, we're going to do the best we absolutely can and shore up things. But 2021, I think, you know, just that opportunity looking, doing that three, six, 12 month, you know, look ahead is going to be so important for us. Um, and I think that will, will get us really rocking, you know, into the probably Q4 of this year and into next year. Yeah, no, that's a great way to look at it, you know, kind of say, all right, well, let, let's get through this. Let's talk business. And if there's any opportunities, if it's not now, maybe it's later mm-hmm, and, exactly. and, and, and kind of not be, not expect instant gratification. And so, so messaging that you receive for our viewers out there or listeners, I <laughs> should say, we have, so it's kind of like come at you with a message on LinkedIn that could help maybe solve a problem, maybe being, uh, you know, connected in some way, like, like, like not everyone's going to also go to Oswego and be in this industry, but an approach like that, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, I know with my CEO, AJ, you like flattery in, in uh, a LinkedIn message, Mm -hmm. right? They like you to tell you how handsome you are or, or. uh, (laughs) I can't imagine that hurts. I can't imagine that hurts, AJ. (laughs) <laughs> I, I like it when people tell me how funny I am, especially if Vincent is not funny. 
<laughs> that usually does it. I know the personal flattery there. Um, so that's some marketing pet peeves there. You're kind of saying just don't, don't say that we met each other beforehand, yeah. but what that's a marketing pet peeve. We like to have a little fun on this podcast. What are some personal pet peeves, Jason? Um, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, there are so many. I know, I can, where, where do you begin with a personal yeah. pet peeve? It's a whole new it's podcast. A whole new podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, we were some, we were thinking out some of them, you know, personal pet peeve of mine. I don't know. I'm always, yeah. a, I'm a hygiene guy. I don't okay. like when people's, the hygiene on a person is really, yeah. is really bad. That's one of my personal pet peeves. I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird quirk. I know we get, uh, we get weird here on the marketing stir, but, uh, also one of the things I wanted to ask is kind of, do you see what, what, what's the future of these trade shows? Are you, do you kind of think I'm a trade show I know, guy I yeah. love meeting people there? A lot of things going to be coming back. What's that look like? Is it less capacity? Is it more virtual? Is it, you talk to me from six feet away at a booth. Like people, people don't come up to booths to begin yeah, with. It's hard. How, how's this going to change? It's going to be, yeah, very interesting to see. Cause it, it's the whole the nature of the of the shows is just you're just close and you're tight, and 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 to try to ch- change that dynamic and have it be still worth it, it really is going to be interesting. Remain to be seen. I would think that people with the whole that would we have to be able to, you know, try it, you know, and see what the opportunities are. Um. Them being virtually, I'm seeing more in these being virtual. I, I, and I'll be honest, I'm not, it's not as intriguing, right, as as the in-person, as you would attest to, Vince. So someone's going to have to just have that first sort of maybe less capacity. And it's just, it just the expectations that just may need to be muted or, or just changed, you know, and see how it goes. And if it's and if it's something that's going to be successful, or you kind of scale back again and say we'll have to do something like virtually, you know. So Jason, is there something? And I know we're all sort of in a, uh, as you said, hoping twenty twenty just kind of uh, goes goes away soon. But are are there things or technologies that uh, you're looking forward to that would simplify your life or would help your clients that? Uh, that don't exist today that uh, would in the future? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, for clients are just looking for something a little more simple and, and, and seamless. And it's, it's so easy to say that some, some processes or, or, you know, platforms or products um, are that, and you don't want to just sell like just vaporware and, you know, but we really, or putting our heads down, you know, horizon to really, truly get to that. And it's a lot of grinding. There's a lot of hard work and back and forth and forth and back. Um, but we see, this is part of the whole thing where we see the opportunity in the future. Um, and I think a lot of this can be done. You know, it's, it's about a macro and a micro, right? You're, you're 2021, this is where we're going to be, but there are a lot of things that can we can be done. We're only in May, you know, and we have a half a year at least to really shore up some things and, and, and progress. Um, 
And I think this this platform that we're kind of sitting on and we're just hitting the prep, uh, the beginning of it um, is going to be really successful and and get some noise out there and, and really ask different questions. You know, I think we have to change this whole COVID thing, you changing your perspective. The timing of that's obviously terrible because it's a pandemic, but it's it's kind of changing this paradigm um, to thinking, you know, to the future and how we're how we're going to connect with consumers. Yeah. So, in kind of a normal world situation, when you're onboarding a new client, does that uh, involve spending a considerable amount of time at their location? And what does uh, the onboarding look like at your because I think I'm always fascinated uh, with how different companies tackle new clients and how that might have changed recently. Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's you have to have that least same mentality and, and you have to try to, to to gain that initial sort of obviously you win a new business and you've, you've gained some trust that way. But really to start now on, on, on a campaign, you know, on, on, on getting them um you know, on the air, if you will. So the onboarding process is, is you know, it's it's challenging, but it, especially when it comes to data, you know, you have to, what data are you sitting on? What are you trying to do? The objectives, you know, and everything starts to kind of flow together and it starts to kind of become one, this one blob to some degree. Um, especially now when you're trying to be more deterministic, you know, and in, in your messaging. Um, you know, the first, first, first thing we ask is, and I think is, do you have, are you sitting on some sort of um, CRM data your, of your customers? You know, that's, that's ideal. And that's kind of on an onboarding, the first step. What is it? How often is it refreshed? What, 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 what are these customers? Are you trying to, and then the questions around, are you going after them again? Or are you trying to do a, a retarget? Are you trying to do a lookalike? you know, of these people and let's take that then data in. And then what we're able to do is because of our spine. Now our spine is this transunion sort of um, 280 million actual people. We'll, we'll match them. We'll, we'll you know, we'll, what we usually get, you know, and we're all, you know, compliant with it. Um, you know, their personal information, um, emails, addresses, and, Let's just see who's out there. And, and we're not basing it on a survey or a modeled audience. It's real. So, um, and that kind of is our part. What's also happening is you're working with all the other departments and the programmatic and, and the, the traditional digital and, and broadcast and, you know, um, you know the, all the different departments. And it's, 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 it's interesting. <laughs> You know, it's definitely it's it's. I loved hearing about the product. It's I mean, I <clears throat> it's been featured in Newsroom, Ad Age, Ad Exchanger, Beat. I, I've seen it all yeah. over. And and again for the uh, for the audience there, it's called Blue B L U. It's Horizon Media's new identity management platform. Definitely check it out. As we wrap this thing up, Jason, it's been the like, time flies. It feel like it feels like we're. Uh, you know, hanging, having a great lunch here. Yes. Uh, as, as always, I want, you know, my, my last 
I mean, yeah, right. I can't wait to do that again, man. We have to. <laughs> uh, my last question, I, I, you know, I want to figure out, get, hit me with one or two Oswego memories uh-huh. that you miss. What, what what do you miss from, from Oswego? Oh, my goodness. Wow. I think but when I just came to mind, because you were kind of talking about, you know, the drinking at the shed, which is like the main kind of bar it was kind of that. The, the other bar, so there was the Woodshed Tavern, we called the Shed, and then there was one a little bit up the road called Greens. And it was like oh, a, yeah. a, a traditional every Saturday migration. It's about, oh, it's it's so short. You know, maybe an eighth of a mile between, you know, the two. But that, that walk, everyone's at Greens, and then around, you know, 12.31 a.m., you make your way down to the shed, and that was just like I don't know. I missed that. I missed that. Um, and then, yeah. and another thing is just the, the the. I look back and all the friends that I actually still have. I mean, you mentioned earlier a lot of people have been doing these sort of somewhat reunions through Zoom, and we did it a few weeks ago with my core team. You know that I worked with the radio and the TV station, and like I could have been on that Zoom for fifteen hours, and I had to I had to like. Call it. I had to call it. Guys, I got to go. <laughs> I'm not 22. I'm 42. Um, That's it. But it's, yeah, and you can appreciate that, Vince, with Oswego. There's just something about it. There's something about it that 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 you want to just yeah. hold on to it, go back. Um, and there's just, you know, it's just a truly amazing time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it really is. It's it's something about the the area, the lake, mm-hmm. the sunsets. Even mm-hmm. you know, you don't even appreciate them until you're actually like gone. You're like, yeah. oh wow, that's pretty nice. And greens, I, they always had awesome tap beers. They had this roast beef sandwich. They served one thing. Yeah. It was delicious. Delicious. And it right, yeah. And it's all those times. And I remember WTOP and WNYO, mm-hmm. the radio stations. I was. I, I was on WTOP. I didn't do much in the radio, but I had my own show, Movie Stew. It was crazy. Good times, man. This is, uh, and, and we have so much more to catch up on, but this was great, Jason, having you uh, on the podcast. I uh, can't wait to see you in person again, my friend. And just let everyone know where uh, people could reach you if uh, you want to learn more information about Horizon Media. Uh, about the you know the new identity management platform or IMP, I'm sure you guys have an acronym for that, right? Uh, at Blue, yeah, <laughs> called Blue. Uh, let the people know. Okay, I mean, just you have have my my email. That's the way to reach me. Just 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 drop me a note. Yep. Or or what we'll do is we'll tag you on LinkedIn. Uh, well, you know, we'll just tag you on LinkedIn. You know, we don't want to flood your uh, email inbox with people, but we can <laughs> with with messages that uh, sorry they missed you and couldn't catch up again. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, I got but used, no, this Jason, this has been <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, exactly right. But and everyone's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, stay safe. How can we help during these times? Well, come watch my kids. That's how you can help. Yeah, exactly that. Right. Spanish. Exactly. I don't, that's how you can help. Right. Them. But, uh, well, no, th- this is this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining it. We we, we love uh, the work that uh, you're doing and Horizon Media is doing, and we appreciate uh, everything. And so, uh, you know, thanks again for joining us in the Marketing Stir. We really appreciate it's it. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it as well. 
Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at info at themarketingstir.com. Thanks for listening.